excited to be with you today because we have a really exciting topic to go into, something brand new to the podcast, something I have been studying for quite a while now behind the scenes, and that is human design. And I have a feeling if you listen to this show, you also listen to a lot of other shows that are kind of similar in this vibe of spirituality and becoming the woman you want to be and uncovering your shadow and limiting beliefs. So if that's the case, you may have heard of human design before because I know it's really starting to pick up speed and it's traveling around the world, even though this has been around for some time now, even though it is still definitely a baby. It was created. It was downloaded, I I should say, in... um, the 80s, so still very, very new, but um, this system is mind-blowing, so I'm really excited to share with you what I have been learning behind the scenes all about human design, and as a side note, this is exciting, so if you're someone who skips through the, the intro part, don't skip through this, this is important. I am really deep into course creation mode right now. I am creating a program for all of you because of a few reasons, but one of them is that my the heart of my work is done in close quarters, in one-on-one, in um, just one phone line between me and someone else, and that's really where all of my tools are poured out into. And you hear a great deal of insight on this show. I've been doing this now for over five years, so you've heard five years worth of insight if you've been following from the beginning or you've gone back to replay episodes, but really still the heart of the the meat and the work and the magic that is happening happens in closer quarters and happens whenever there is that kind of container. For me to go really deep into any particular topic and to give like the biggest doses of what I feel is being channeled through me or what I've learned from my teachers. I have to have a container. I have to have a space like that. And my clients have a space like that with me. And I felt really called just about a week ago to create a program where I'm going deep into shadow work, the feminine and the masculine, ancestral wounds, family wounds, um, all the tools that I use to go deeper into into each one of those things, pleasure practices to get back into our body, the art of surrendering and helplessness. So there's like polarity work in this. This is individual work. This is all about you coming home to that feminine essence that has always lived within you, always. And so I'm going to be teaching you probably around seven weeks worth of course content, step by step, this very outlined path 
that I'm creating to guide you from where you are now to going deep into your feminine essence, your feminine spirit. So that's what I've been doing right now. And I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun. And my intention is for this course to be available for you to sign up for within the next, I would say, maybe month at the rate that I'm creating this. So keep your eyes out. I will obviously share it on the podcast, but I will also be sharing it on Instagram probably first. So if you're not following me on Instagram, Madeline Moon, you can find me there. And I will also send out an email to my email list. So get excited if you've been wanting to do one-on-one work with me or you've been wanting to go deeper into your feminine and your masculine and learn how this works within you, but also within relationship and how do you heal your family wounds and how do you feel purposeful even if you're you're in a job that you don't love how do you make all this happen so it's a accumulation of all the different things that people come to me for in our one-on-one work but in one concise course that's outlined in a way that feels really nurturing and not overwhelming so so excited for this Today, um, I'm not going to do, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I'm doing the musings section where I go deeper into one of your questions, a listener's question. I'm not doing that today because what we have to share is so extensive already and I, I want to get right into it and I've got to save the rest of my mojo and energy for the course that I'm creating. Um, so today we're going to be talking all about human design. Let's start with the genesis of human design, shall we? So human design was first, and I I like to use the word downloaded, and that doesn't mean like online, that means downloaded as in implanted in the brain. It was struck like lightning into the soul of this person named Ra-Uruhu, and he said that in 1987 is when not only him, but everyone received this insight and this information. He is not the only discoverer of it. He says that everyone received it at the same time. It belongs to all of us. But he is the one specifically that put it into motion, created the system and made it applicable and made it accessible to all of us to go deeper into and to realize. But we have already known this since birth. All of us have really understood our own human design since birth, but we haven't accepted it and acknowledged it and really validated it is what it, what I'm really trying to say here. Um, so human design is not a way that we tell the future, but it's an, a way that we navigate future challenges. It's a blueprint for how you use your own specific energy. I'm going to go into the five types of human design in this podcast today because human design is endless all that you can learn but I want to start small and I want to start in a way that really gets you hooked and excited and that's going to be going into the types which I've been going into on my Instagram so if you've been not on there go head on over and see my posts on each one of these types so you can dive in by reading that um, after you listen to your type here so This is a way that you can figure out how to best approach challenges and people and your energy during this lifetime. It can show you your life purpose, how you interact with others on this scene, this stage we call the world, and your role, your specific role here on earth. It's not going to say your role here is to cure cancer, but it's going to say your role here is to build an empire, basically. Build build your own online business that you've been thinking about 
Or maybe it'll say, you are here to build an online business, yes, but do it in a very specific way that's unlike anybody else surrounding you or anybody else you see on online. You're going to do it differently. So don't try to keep up with them and their pace. So this will make a lot more sense as we go into this. Human design is a combination of several different things. It's a combination of both Eastern and Western astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system, and quantum physics, which I can't really go into because I don't quite understand all of that. But this is a decision-making tool using all of those different modalities. First things first, what I'm going to recommend you do before you go any further in this podcast is go to mybodygraph.com, put in your birth time, birth date, birthplace, name and pull up your chart. What you're going to see is like this super intricate body with all these shapes and colors and lines. Don't worry about that for right now, but look for where it says your type, your type. What is your type? So there are five different types, okay? There is the generator, there is the manifester, there is the manifesting generator, there is the projector, and then there is the reflector. In this podcast today, I'm going to give you a slightly brief overview of each one of those, like I said, to get you hooked and addicted on human design. But my plan is that later on, we'll go into the deeper aspects. So if you look at your chart, you're going to see that there are shapes. And those represent the, as I was saying earlier, the chakra system. There are seven chakras, right? Traditionally, we know that. But in human design, there are nine. There are nine centers. You'll see there is the head. At the very top is the head. I'll just kind of go down and, and share what they are. The very top is the head. The next one is the ajna. Then there is the throat. It's that square that's right in the throat. There is the G center. There is the heart. The sacral center. The solar center. The emotional solar plexus center is what I mean. The spleen, which is on the far left side. And then the root. Okay, and so some of them are going to be colored in. The colors, this is a question I get often, the colors don't matter. So if you have a shape that is brown, it's brown for everyone that has that shape colored in. It's not like that shape is sometimes brown for some people and red for others, and that exact shape is sometimes green. No, that shape, if it's colored in, will always be the color you see on your chart. Okay, so before we go into the types, I do want to make one other thing clear. So when you're looking at yours, if you see shapes that are white, that means that center is something called open. It is undefined. It is open. Anything that is colored in is the opposite. It is defined. So the easiest way I can explain this right now is that the places that are open, aka white, are places that you do not create your own energy. You take in energy from the world around you in that place and you amplify it. Okay, so a great example could be if your very, very top one, the head, is white, you do not create your own inspiration. Inspiration comes from the outside world. 
meaning you get inspiration from podcasts, from books, from conversations with friends. Sorry if you hear this ambulance right next to me. It's so loud. Um, You get inspiration from the world. You could be walking down the subway. I'm going to have all these New York terms now because that's my life. You're going to be walking down the subway. You're going to see like this big flyer or poster and it has some quote on it and a word in there. It's going to stick out to you and then you're going to run with it and you're going to feel energetic. But that's because you are taking ideas from the world and you are amplifying them. Okay, so that's another important part. Anytime you have a white space, you take in energy from the world there and you amplify it. So you make it really big. So it really feels like yours. So that could be a challenge because sometimes it's hard to have discernment around what's really inspiring, what's really a good fit for me and what what am I just amplifying here? And then if you look at the shapes in your chart that are colored in, aka defined, those are places where you create your own energy. So the same place in the head, if yours is colored in and defined, you create your own ideas. It's like this constant circulation, like a snow globe, right? You're just shaking it. It's all your own stuff. Nothing's ever entering it or changing. It's the same source of your thoughts. So I do not have a defined head, so I will never know what that's like. Even though I'm constantly putting out content, I'm listening to podcasts too. I am going to teachers and workshops and I'm reading and reading and reading. So I'm constantly absorbing insight from the world and then I am amplifying it. Literally, I have an amplifier here and I'm speaking through a microphone. So I'm literally amplifying everything that I learn in my daily life and sending it out into the world and giving it to you. And my, my job is to figure out what is mine and what is like something I'm just currently feeling inspired by and it feels really big and it feels like it's something in a direction I should take, but it's actually something I'm getting from the world. And we can do this with every single of every single one of those shapes. We can look and say, okay, so the spleen is open or it's defined. Okay, the G center is open or it's defined, but that's not what this specific podcast is going to be about. We're going into the types. But I do want to say that so you can look at your chart and look and see, okay, my heart is white. That means it's open. That means I don't create my own heart energy here. And you can always go over to Google and read more and get books. All of that is available to you. Um yeah. Okay. So let's go into let's go into the types because this is super exciting. I love talking about the types. Okay. Number one that I'm gonna go into is the generators. So generators, not manifesting generators, just generators, are 37% of the population. The strategy, and you're also going to see on your chart, it says strategy. The strategy of a generator is to wait to respond. So don't get too scared. I'm going to explain what this means. It's quite simple and it's quite exciting. And it's going to be an awesome new tool that you're going to use when it comes to making your own decisions in your day-to-day life. So something that's really specific to a generator that you can see if you've got your chart out is that the sacral which is the second from the bottom square. If you look at your chart, there's the bottom square, which is the root. The one right above that is the sacral. It's a square. So that is going to be defined for all generators. That means yours, if you are a generator, if you look at it, it is colored. It is a color. This means you have consistent energy, both with your life force and your workforce. So sexually in your life and 
work-wise, you can go, 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 go. You have a specific flavor to how you work. You probably have a specific flavor to how you like to have sex, how you like to live your life. You have a lot of energy. It's consistent. You're creating your own energy in that space in your life. So this means because you have consistent energy, since your sacral is defined, you are an amazing worker. And I don't mean a nine to fiver, so that's different. That's a totally different thing. What I mean is you're great at building things and working hard and you can work longer hours because you have consistent energy. If you are a generator that's saying, no, that's not me, I can't work, I'm exhausted, I can't work hard, that is, that is not, that doesn't mean you're not a generator. That doesn't mean the system is wrong. I'll explain that in a minute because that is, that is a thing. But if your sacral is defined, it's colored in, you're a generator, you have consistent energy, unlike some others in this world. I don't have that. So I have um, generator friends, for example, my friend Amy of Rebel Nutrition, me and her are both doing this human design work together. She's a generator, I'm a projector, and we're both going through um, studying this and we're creating our own ways to share this. I'm sharing like one post on human design every four days. She's sharing it every single day. She's already created a course. I'm just now getting started on a podcast because I'm a projector and she's a generator. So she, it's just so funny to watch this, the way that we're both doing things is going, 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 going. She can have so much energy. If you look at her Instagram, Rebel Nutrition, you will see that she is just constantly traveling and working and surfing and taking pictures and creating courses. She is a busy, busy bee. And here I am, this projector who I do not have a defined sacral. I do not have that energy. And it could be very easy for me to say, oh my gosh, she's doing so much more. She's already created all this stuff. Why am I not working as hard as her? Why am I not doing, I'm not made to do that. I am not made to do that. That's not sustainable for me. I will burn out. I will crash and burn. I'm currently going through a period of burnout because I've been trying to live my life like a generator for so long. So if you are a generator and you don't resonate with Amy's life, that's okay too. Because here's the thing. You want to learn how to say yes and do the work for the right work for you. That's the key. Amy is really clear on what her work is in this world. So she can go, 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 because she's going, going, going to the right things. It's probably not always perfect. She probably says yes to things that she actually means no to, and she will learn her lesson. She'll get tired. She'll, you know, rewind, look at her life, and then say, okay, let's let that thing go and get back on track to what I'm a yes to. Everyone has to go through that. But for generators, it's really important that you're saying yes to the right work. So if you're someone that is a generator and saying, I'm tired, look at your work that you're doing or look at your partnership and your relationship. If your work is actually something you dread and hate, you're saying yes to the wrong kind of work. If your partnership and your relationship is something that really drags you down and it's not full of love and it's not something your body is, is a full-on yes to, you're probably saying yes to the wrong relationship. When the strategy for a generator says wait to respond, what that means is because you have, this is really cool, okay, so this is a tool for you generators. Because you have a defined sacral, your sacral has a specific way it likes to be activated. Okay. The sacral gets turned on by sound. And many of you 
most likely feel very disconnected to this method because you were taught as kids it's impolite. So the sacral is turned on by the sounds uh-huh and uh-uh. And when you were a child, you were probably told, don't say those things, that's impolite. So you lost your ability to tap into your yes and no because you no longer could use those secret words, those magic words that resonate and turn on your sacral. Uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh. Those are your words. So if your job is to wait to respond, what that actually looks like is before you make any big decisions, this isn't little decisions like should I go to the grocery store, but for big decisions, before you respond to moving to a a different place or taking a different job or maybe ending the relationship or entering a relationship, you want to be able to first respond to something from the outer world, the outer reality. So how this could look is that having, you want to have your friends or people ask you questions where you can answer "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh to train your sacral to turn back on. So simple questions. Do you want an apple? Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to sleep? Uh Uh-uh. Do you want to go outside? Uh Uh-huh. So that is a way you can begin to train your sacral to turn on through sound. Having generator sound sessions where you're just asked yes or no questions and you answer with those specific words, "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh, okay? So as a generator, once you're training that and you're getting back into your sacral and you can really feel into your yes and your no, you have this unique ability that your body says yes to things in life you want to do, especially when you're, whenever you're beginning to train that muscle again. So When someone asks you or says to you, we would love to have you transfer your job position to Miami, would you like that? Your body is going to begin to say, "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh, and it's going to feel more instantaneous. That's the gift of generators is that you can feel in your own body the specific yes or no. Other types have different ways to come to decision making and have different paths. But for you, it's like an instinctive yes or no. If you don't feel connected to that right now, begin to do those generator training sessions where you do uh uh-huh, uh-uh. Because soon enough, whenever you're being asked by the world, remember, waiting to respond comes from the outer reality. Um, When you're asked by the world a question like this, your body's going to give you that internal yes or no, and it'll probably come out verbally. You'll probably say, "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh, and don't be embarrassed, go for that. So here's an example one of my teachers, Karen Curry, um, said when she was talking about this, here's a great example of a generator waiting to respond to the outer reality. Let's say that you have a thought you want to go on vacation. It's not enough for you to just think about it and then go on vacation. You actually want to sit with that, think about vacation, but then later on, let's say you go to the doctor and the doctor says to you after she takes your pulse and she looks at your stress level, she says, man, you need to go on a vacation. That was a way that the universe was saying, time for you to go on a vacation. This is coming from the outer reality. And then your body will say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's how you know. There's an invitation coming from the outer world and your body as a generator is, is responding with a sacral response, yes or no. Maybe it's actually an uh-uh. Okay, so one other thing that I will mention for the generator is that it's very, very, very important for you to go to bed exhausted. So you want to get rid of all of that stale 
maybe not stale, but all that leftover, let's say that any leftover energy that you have inside of the sacral needs to be uh, wrung out. So for you, it's really important that you are physically active, that you go work out, that you move your body, that maybe you need some specific kind of nighttime routine that helps you to get out any leftover jitters because you want to go to bed a little more tired and a little more exhausted, whereas some of the other types need to go to bed before they get to that place. Notice if you have a nine to five desk job and you're not being very active and you're not moving a lot, ask yourself, do I oftentimes not feel tired when I go to bed? If you don't, that makes a lot of sense because you haven't worn your sacral out. You have consistent energy in the sacral that needs to be used up. If you have a lifestyle like my friend Amy, for example, who's always on the go and always working, she's probably not needing a whole bunch of physical activity and movement because by the end of the day, she's done so much. She's moved around. She's been traveling. She's been working. So she might go to bed a little bit more exhausted. But that is a key for you. Okay, now for real, very last piece of the generator that I will share for this podcast episode is that for the generator, your goal in life is to one, respond to the right work, say "Uh uh-huh to the right work and become a master at it, okay? So generators oftentimes feel like they can plateau because if your job is to be a master at something, you oftentimes you need to stick around, right? You have to stay committed. You have to say yes to showing up for that specific thing over and over and over and over again. Generators, one of the things you can feel if things are not going according to your plan is frustration. That is your quote, not self theme. The not self versus the self. The not self is whenever you are not living in alignment with your human design. And the self is when you are. So for the generator, your not self theme is frustration. So you can feel frustrated if things are not going according to plan. You can feel frustrated because of you saying yes to the wrong kind of work and you've wound up in this situation where you're frustrated because it's not in alignment with who you are. And whenever you are in yourself, you are very satisfied. You are living life the way your human design is asking you to. You're working, you're working hard, but you're working towards things that you love and that feel good and that you're probably pouring out creative energy and you're open to the universe giving you signals of what's next and you let your body tell you yes or no. You are getting really, really solid sleep at night because you're filling your entire day doing things that feel good and saying yes to. So going back to the plateau, you can experience plateaus in your life and that's okay. Instead of getting frustrated as a generator, instead of going into the not self because you're frustrated, you've you've reached a plateau in this job that you think you do love, take that as a sign that you're going into the next level of mastery. A plateau is important for a generator because you can't go to the next level, the next level, the next level, unless you go to that easy breezy sailing place, which actually is to you maybe a plateau, but that's what it is. It's when you're just sailing in some specific area in your life and it's not feeling super challenging, that isn't bad. That's not a bad place to be. And oftentimes what that means is you're about to go into that next level of mastery if you just stick it through. If your body is saying yes to what you're doing and it's a clear, "Uh uh-huh, I like this, I'm just frustrated at the plateau, reframe it in your mind to think of it just as a break to not have so many challenges in this one area so you can go go work on something else for a bit that you're an "Uh uh-huh to while you still work on that. Like get challenges elsewhere. Look at your relationship. Look at uh, 
your your fitness or movement maybe make a new meal get creative in the kitchen but let that be easy breezy for a bit as you sail and then trust me you will continue to climb up that ladder and you will reach the next level of mastery but you need patience okie dokie that's enough for generators for now let's go into manifestors if your type is manifestor you are in the eight percent of the population manifestors are only eight percent and you have the opposite of what we just talked about with the sacral you have an open sacral so if you look at your chart that second to the bottom square is going to be white another thing that you have that I'm not going into great detail about today because it's kind of extensive so don't worry about it don't try to figure it out you have something called um, a motor to the throat so there are four different motors in the chart. So you see there's nine different shapes, right? Well, four of those nine shapes are something called motors. So you as a manifester have one of those motors in some way is going to be connected to the throat. This means that you have the power and the ability to initiate. You, out of all five types, are the only type that does not have to wait for anything. You can initiate your sweet little tush off and you're going to be living your manifestor life. This can be very challenging for parents of manifestors because they want their kids to be safe. So they see their kids going off and doing things. They didn't ask for permission. It looks dangerous, looks scary. So parents oftentimes want to say stop. This is damaging for a manifestor, especially as they get older. So if you are a manifester, you may experience some anger. You may have anger as your not self theme. And that's because all of your life, you may have experienced people trying to stop you or get in your way. Because manifestors can be scary, especially for kids. I mean, especially for parents when they're watching their manifestor children try all these things. Knowing this, give yourself some compassion. You are not crazy for feeling like people are getting in your way. You are not crazy for continuing to try to do things when other people say you can't. It's because you're a manifester, my love. You are a manifester. You are made to initiate and you are made unlike many people. A lot of people try to work like manifestors or try to create like manifestors. They try to go out there and create and do and do and do because that's what the world says, right? The world says be like a manifester and be like a generator. Hustle, aka generator, and be like a manifester. Go out and create. The world isn't telling us how to stop, pause, think, reflect, wait. They tell us to go out and do things. If you're a manifester, lucky for you, you can do that because you have this motor defined to your throat. Here is the trick, though, for you, my love. As a manifester, in order to protect your own path and protect you and your loved ones from feeling anger, you need to inform before you act. This is another example that Karen gave. It's a great example. So let's say that two people are about to watch a movie together and one person realizes that they don't have any popcorn and this one person is a manifester. The manifester might grab their keys, jump in their car and go get to pop, go, go to get the popcorn. The other person is sitting there by themselves, not understanding where did my person just go what's happening then getting frustrated and then getting angry about it the manifester comes back and has the popcorn it's like okay now we can start the movie and the other person is angry and upset because they just took off and didn't even tell them where they were going 
People do this sometimes who are manifestors because they're so used to people shutting them down that they're afraid if they speak up and say, I'm going to go do this thing, they will get shut down and someone will try to stop them. So they try to do things without telling anybody. As an adult, though, you always have your own power. You always have your own personal power. So by you telling people that you're going to go do something, they can't take that away from you. We have to remember that as adults. We're not kids anymore. As a kid, maybe you could have been stopped, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because we want to keep you safe. But as an adult, you have to let go of that belief that by telling other people you're about to do something, that gives them power to stop you. Because it doesn't. You are always in your own personal power and you are responsibility for you have your own responsibility for doing what you need to do in this lifetime. So the irony of all this is that you're not self as anger and you create anger, whether it's within yourself or with un- with others, by not informing before you do the thing that you want to go do. If you are a manifester, the number one thing I want to help sink in for you is the value of informing before you act. Simply letting someone know, hey, I'm going to go get popcorn. Hey, I want to watch a different movie instead of the one we were planning to watch. Hey, I want to change our flight times to two hours later. Especially if someone else is involved in your course of action, it's great to inform people beforehand. Your sacral is open, which means that you are amplifying, you're taking in and amplifying energy from the outside world. You are not meant to work, 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 work. Unlike the generator who has consistent energy, you do not. So you actually need to get excited, go initiate, work, but then take breaks. Otherwise, you will burn out and you will go right back to your not self, which is anger. You are a pioneer. You are amazing at starting things. And also, you get your inklings and your desires from completely your internal world. It's not coming from the external world. You're not getting these signs from the universe to go do something. People aren't asking you questions that are yes, no answer questions where you get an uh-huh or an uh-uh. So this can oftentimes lead to hesitation or self-doubt, indecision, especially if you were not taught as a child to trust your gut and your instinct. You probably have this experience of second-guessing yourself all the time. It's very important for you to create a very clear channel between you and your higher self and the divine. So this means meditation, asking people what they think you should do less and less often, going with your gut, testing these theories of this feels like a yes, let's go see. Your One of your biggest challenges is, is the self-doubt. Okay, or not knowing what's yours and what's theirs. So you want to keep this channel very, very clear and you want to make sure that your vessel is a vessel for what's good for you and what's good for your higher self and the divine where you're feeling called. Manifestors can struggle to know when enough is enough. So that's a question you can ask yourself often. Um, When is enough enough? Ask yourself this, tap into your body. When is enough enough? When for you? is enough enough and you need to stop working or you need to stop the project that you're working on. You need to take a break. You need to take a vacation. Consistently check in with yourself. Because you have an open sacral, you want to go to sleep before you are exhausted. You do not want to be running out that energy and exhausting yourself like a a generator. You want to go to bed before you are even tired. So at least be in the bed. You can read, you can watch a show, but be in the bed and tell your body, hey, it's time to shut down because if you're amplifying other people's defined sacrals, you may not know when enough is enough. 
So set a bedtime for yourself to know to get into bed. Last thing on manifestors is that you oftentimes struggle to ask for help because you feel like you need to do it all, you can do it all. Because you do not like to be stopped and you do not like people getting in your way, asking for help sometimes means to you slowing down. And you don't want to slow down. You're a manifestor. You want to go, go, go. So that's the last piece I'm going to leave you with. Besides inform me before you act, going into bed before you are tired, also learn how to ask for help. It will not slow you down. Oftentimes you can get more done by asking for help. It may take a moment to have to translate to them, I need your help. But in the long run, it is not slowing you down. So allow yourself to receive, receive, receive. Train yourself to begin to ask for help. Yes, we know you're a manifester, you can initiate, you can do all these amazing things, but sometimes it really gets us ahead of the game when we can slow down long enough to ask for help. Next up on our list is the manifesting generator. Manifesting generator is 33% of the population and you are primarily a generator. What makes you a manifesting generator is if you have a defined sacral, meaning again, your sacral is colored in, you create your own consistent energy sacral wise, and you also have a motor to the throat, what we were just talking about with a manifester, any motor to the throat. So your strategy as a manifesting generator is a combination of both the manifester and the generator because you are a combination. One, you do still want to wait to respond because you are primarily generator. So a manifester can go out and create whatever comes up for them that they want to create and start, whereas you still want to wait to respond for your uh uh-huh and your uh uh-uh signals from your body, as well as signals from the outer world telling you, go do this thing. So you want to be basically invited by the world in some way to go do an action or a course of action. And you also want to feel from your body a clear yes or no. Also, though, as a manifesting generator, what is really helpful for many of you is to pause between waiting to respond and The next step, which I will tell you, before you do anything, you want to wait to respond and then envision. So visioning what you want to see happen in your life is also a really important step for the manifesting generator. So for you, it could be very powerful to do vision boards or do uh, future life meditations to have your perfect day meditation, visioning how you want to see a certain course of action take place and how you want it to look in your life. The third step, wait to respond, envision what you want to see happen. The third one is inform before taking action. So just like the manifester, you want to do things quickly because you can. As a manifesting generator, you're really amazing at doing a lot of different things and also skipping steps. Um, One thing, one way you can think about the manifesting generator is that you like to taste the buffet of life. You like to do a lot of different things. You want to work a little bit over here, a little bit over there. You have this passion, this passion, this passion, and you oftentimes skip steps to accomplish your goal within each one of those passions. So whereas one person might need to do step one, two, three, four, five, six to get to a a, a specific place in that goal. You could do one, four, and then six and have the same exact end goal, okay? So because you do things really fast and you do them really well and you have that manifestor energy, you also want to inform before taking action, 
because your not self theme is a combination of both the generator and the manifester. So you experience both frustration, reaching plateaus or not doing things the way you want to be doing them, saying yes to the wrong work in life can create frustration, but you also can experience anger like the manifester. So you might actually be angry as well whenever things aren't going to according to plan or you feel like you have a setback. You are designed to do more than one thing and you are also designed to skip those steps like I mentioned. If you have felt all your life like you could do things in a different order than everyone else around you could do them and you're also a manifesting generator, you are made this way. Don't try to be made any other way. Regardless of how everyone else around you is doing things, if you are skipping steps and you are multi-passionate, you are living your design, okay? So here's an example of a way you can think about your not-self theme of both anger and frustration. Um, if a generator goes to a grocery store and sees that the sign says, be back in 15 minutes, the generator will be really frustrated. They'll be frustrated, oh, I want to get my stuff now. But most likely, they'll go inside of their car and they'll wait for the 15 minutes to pass. If a manifesting generator goes to the grocery store and sees the same sign that says 15 minutes, they will be both angry and frustrated. So you might want to kick the door and you take that time, the 15 minutes it takes, very personally. It's offensive to you. Um, my father is a manifesting generator and he is so like this. It's so funny. He loves to do everything. Like we've had this joke with him because since I was a kid, he's had ideas of like one day he wake up and he wants to go out and buy a whole bunch of gumball machines and he thinks it's a great business idea. And then the next day he's like, actually, I want to open a restaurant called TCP, Tom's Cheap Pizza. And then later on, he'll like be buying a kayak because he's never done it before and he just knows he's going to love it. So he's buying the super expensive kayak or a paddleboard. And the next day, all he wants to eat is popcorn morning till night. Like he goes, goes, goes. And he's also an Aries, so he's a fire energy. So he's like a combination of this doing everything, doing it all, loving it all, changing his mind, taking things a little personally, like that 15 minute sign example that I gave, that's exactly my dad to a T. He takes it very personally and he'll feel frustrated and he'll feel anger if something like this happens, but this is how he was made. So it's important for him and for anyone else listening, not that you're exactly like my dad, but that might give a good example for you to, to picture what a manifesting generator may be like in these kind of instances. Um, very multi-passionate, but it's important for you if you are a manifesting generator to wait to respond so that you make sure you're saying uh-huh and uh-uh to the right work in your life, envisioning. So my father could use a little bit more envisioning before he takes action, before he goes out and, and buys that house so that he can flip it. He needs to think about it because he's done that. He's done so many things in his life. And for him, it would have been important for him to wait to respond until he has a clear uh-huh or uh-uh in his life. Ha having others ask him questions too for him to feel his sacral energy. That would be really important for someone like my dad is to have my mom ask these yes or no questions to really help him feel into his sacral energy, turn that on, help him to envision what it would look like to be paddle boarding or to go on that trip or to buy that house and flip it or to get a restaurant called TCP, like really feel into these things first before you go do them. 
And in order to not allow the frustration to take place, make sure it's the right work you're saying yes to, and for the anger, to make sure the anger doesn't take place and you go into this not-self theme, you want to make sure that you are informing others before you take action. Because I've seen in my own parents' lives, anger has occurred because my dad didn't let my mom know what was up and what was happening, and she felt angry because she was missing out on that process. So that is very important um, because you also have a defined sacral. You want to make sure that you are also very active so that you clear out your energy before you go to bed. You want to go to bed tired. You want to go to bed sleepy. You want to be pretty exhausted. You want to use up all that energy. If you are a manifesting generator, know that you are fast. You are a very fast being. You like to do things quickly. You have that manifesting energy because you have the motor to the throat. You have a motor that is directly connected to your throat, which means you can put things into action faster. Something that's very helpful for you besides envisioning could be having a pen and paper with you everywhere you go. Because you have so many ideas and you want to keep track of things, have a pen and paper so that you can get things out of your head and get them on paper so you can let them go and come back to them later. This is very, very, very helpful for you because you're constantly going to be thinking about all these different ideas and you want to get them out and you want to have like you know a safe space for them to be stored okay all right so projectors you are 20 percent of the population and you do not have a motor to the throat which means you are not here to initiate your ideas or dreams or businesses that you want to build or go, go, go. You do not have a defined sacral, which means it is open and you don't have sustainable, consistent energy for your life force or your workforce, okay? I am a projector. I absolutely 110% resonate with everything that a projector is. And even though you from afar may see me and say, hey, but you're building a business. You've been doing this for years. You've been working long, consistent hours. Okay, so that might be the case. And I'm not saying that we can't build and we are not doing things. The thing about projectors is that one, we have to wait for the invitation Okay, I'll go into that. Two, we need to be very careful about how much we do work. And this is, again, very true for me. I've had my years of hustle, but they were brief. I couldn't do it for very long. I ended up being very burned out. And currently, I feel like the, the past year has been a year of me experiencing the burnout and being really exhausted and having to trim the fat off of the places in my life that I just can't keep up anymore. And I'm inside a lot more now and I'm resting a lot more now and I'm meditating more than I'm like dancing right now because I need stillness because of the burnout of those years I did spend hustling. So let's go to what it means to be, what it means to wait for the invitation. So as a projector, we are here to if, if this was a movie scene, we're the directors, okay? So we're here to sit back and watch everything unfold and we see what others do not see. We are amazing at recognizing others. That's what we're here for. We are here to recognize the brilliance, the beauty, the limiting beliefs, the struggles in others. We see that. We have a very unique gift to have another person in front of us and for us to hear them out, see what's stopping them, and help them uncover what they cannot uncover themselves. We're great at that. 
AKA, I am a coach. That is what my entire business is all about, about serving other people powerfully. And I don't work long hours because I don't have a consistent, I don't have consistent energy for that, right? So having an open sacral means that you need to rest more. And especially as a projector, we are non-energy beings. We really do not have what it takes to be working like a generator at all. And a lot of projectors really feel confused because they are experiencing sensations of burnout and exhaustion, yes, but also bitterness, okay? That's the not-self theme of projectors is bitterness because, here's the thing, we are so good at recognizing others for their gifts and we're dying for people to recognize us for our gifts it's so important as a projector to be surrounded by people who really see your brilliance and lift you up so this is a great way for you to know if you're surrounding yourself with a work environment that feels good with friendships that feel good do they recognize you for your brilliance and your beauty and your strengths if not that's a way that you are going to be experiencing bitterness. And instead of saying, I need to just change my outlook and my mindset and see them and love them unconditionally for who they are and stay around them. Yes, love them unconditionally, but that doesn't mean that they're serving you and your purpose. Because if you're spending time with people who promote your bitterness because they don't recognize you, then you're, you're not going to be in your yourself. You're going to be in your not self. You're going to be stuck in bitterness. So you can't really serve other people powerfully. So if you want to be a coach yourself or some sort of therapist or you want to be a guide, you want to do Akashic Records, whatever's coming up for you, tarot, you can't do that if you're also surrounding yourself with people who bring you down and don't recognize you for how amazing you are. It's a great way for you to know if you are spending time with the right kinds of people. Do you feel bitter or do you feel joyful? Do you feel in alignment with your purpose here on earth? So going back to waiting for the invitation. So as a projector, we're not meant to go out and initiate things like a manifester. We can't work long hours like a generator or a manifesting generator. We must wait for the invitation. And this goes for the big things in life. You do not need to be invited to go to the grocery store or necessarily to go out. You don't need to be invited to go out for a drink with friends. But if it comes to moving across the country, entering a relationship, ending a relationship, you want to be invited to do these things. So what does this mean for you to be invited? What does an invitation look like? An invitation can be verbally someone saying, hey, I would love for you to coach me. Will you please coach me? And that's how you are being invited into this opportunity because someone is recognizing you. See how they're all related and they're all linked? You're, the people who are your people are going to see you, recognize you, and invite you to do something. It could be an invitation to enter a relationship, to go on a date. It could be an invitation to move across the country and go have a job. So you want to wait for the invitation because that is how you know what your next step is. If, is if you are invited and you, if you are being recognized. An invitation is a way that you know you're being recognized. Okay, so 
if you go out there and you try to create whatever it is that you're wanting to create in your life, oftentimes you may feel like you are repelling people. You are repelling. And that's a way I think that the universe is actually saving you from going down the wrong path is because it's making sure that uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not going to go down that path because th- those aren't your real people, the true people who are going to recognize you for your amazing gifts and your ability. Slow down. Wait. One of the biggest lessons a projector will learn in this lifetime is how to wait patiently because when the rest of the world is hustling and going 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 and you're being told hey don't work long hours relax you're living your human design when you're just sleeping it's really tricky to understand this and it's really tricky to stay in that space of not working and trust everything will be okay so a verse that i'm going to pass on to you fellow projectors is coming from a course in miracles This has spoken to my soul for six years. I will never forget it. And I will always, always, always have this deep in my heart. A Course in Miracles says, those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. This is so, so, so powerful. Because when you know that you're going to be a coach, let's just say you're at the beginning phases of learning how to be a coach, if you're certain in your body that that is going to be your future, you can wait and you can wait without anxiety. Slow down. You are actually living your human design when you're sleeping in your bed and you're resting. And more so because you are here to recognize the brilliance and beauty in others and here to guide them and lead them, it's very, very, very beneficial for you to spend a lot of time reading about what lights you up. Part of your job Part of your job description as a projector is to spend a few hours a day reading and learning about things that excite you. Because the more that you watch shows that inspire you, read books that inspire you, listen to podcasts that inspire you, the more you can pass that on to others. I'm going to use myself as an example here. I spend so much time reading books and listening to podcasts and hiring teachers and coaches and going to workshops. And that's why my business now most likely is a six-figure business is because I spend time and my money investing in myself. I amplify everything I learn and I read and I put it out into the world and I do it in a way that's very me. It's very Madeline-esque. Even though I'm getting information and insight from other people, I speak about it differently. I put my own flavor on it. But because I learned all these things, I can then be a vessel to translate it to thousands of people. So there's never a moment that's wasted whenever I'm actually watching Netflix because I might be gaining some, like even I talked about this recently and I'll talk about it again, but when I was watching Sex in the City, I had so much fun seeing how many different feminine and masculine dynamics were at play throughout that show. And then I got on Instagram and I shared that and I'm like, hey, look at the scene in Sex in the City. Do you see how the feminine and the masculine are at play here? And then other people who really don't understand the feminine and the masculine, all of a sudden something might have clicked for them because it was being delivered in a way they understood. They know Sex in the City. So therefore, this concept that feels out of their grasp now is in terms they understand through sex in the city and then maybe one day I will eventually work with that person because they got it now they understand what I'm talking about so even something like watching a show like sex in the city or reading a fiction book I can gain insight and inspiration from those things that will fuel my business the same is for any projector when you are spending time reading about things you love you are living your design and you are doing your job 
The actual work time, Jenna Zoe, who is a great speaker on all things human design, talks about how the sweet spot for most projectors is around three hours of actual work time. For me, the most I can do of coaching people is two, two clients preferably a day, and not every day, like maybe a couple times a week, sometimes three clients in a day, but that's my absolute max. And if I have three clients in a day, that's three full hours of coaching. I'm not going to be scheduling anything else with any other humans that day because that takes so much out of me to hold that presence, to work diligently and have that focus. Whereas another coach I may know who's not a projector can have five clients in a day. I I will never know what that's like. I will never understand how that's even a thing and how that's possible because I'm not built that way. For me to truly recognize and serve one person, I have to sometimes save my entire day for that one person. So when people are working with me and they pay me to work with me, sometimes they're not paying for that hour. They're paying for my entire day. Because in order for me to provide what I can for them, I cannot work with other people that day. So it's much more than what it actually might seem like. So projectors, one thing that's really important for you to know is that you're not here for everyone. I was talking about this earlier, but that's how you know if you're spending time with your people because they recognize you and they came to you. The people I work with in my coaching and the people who come to my retreats, they come to me. Very few times I will reach out to people first. My last retreat, there was a girl who I've been in in contact with for several years now, and I reached out to her about coming to my retreat, and she ended up coming. But years ago is when we had that first initial interaction, and she reached out to me. So that was long, long, long ago, but that's even still, that's how that started. And once that invitation was made, she invited me to to serve her, then the gate is open and then you can make whatever magic you want to happen, happen. So once an invitation has been made, you are now in the clear, so to say, unless it changes completely different directions. So maybe you have an invitation to move to Hawaii. And so it feels like that invitation has has now been opened and it's set. And later on the job in your heart, like you may want to actually move to Canada And so you have been invited to move, but not to Canada. So you might need to wait, wait, wait a little bit longer and see what the universe has in store for you and if someone invites you to do that. But if you have an invitation that has been opened to come to a party and you're thinking about it, you don't need a second invitation to go. You've been invited, go to the party. Um, Yeah, so you don't have sustainable energy. So like the manifestors, you want to go to the bed before you're tired. You want to rest a lot. You want to sleep alone every once in a while. That goes for anyone who has an open sacral. It's important to set aside time maybe once or twice a week where you sleep by yourself. In my last relationship, I was reading about this. I was reading about projectors and I never did it because it's really challenging to not sleep with your partner and have that warm body cuddled next to you. Um, so I'm just being upfront about that. When I was in partnership, I never did it, but we were also in one bedroom and the option would be to sleep on the couch, which would ruin my sleep and counteract any benefits I would get from sleeping alone. So I never really did that. My thought for anyone that is in that kind of situation is see if every once in a while, maybe once every two weeks, you can go to 
um, some place where there is a bed you can sleep in. Maybe even if your family's close by and they have a guest room or a friend with a guest room, or maybe you can create some sort of little sanctuary in your reading nook that is a mattress, a twin size mattress. My meditation teacher in her meditation room used to have twin size mattresses lining the walls and that's where we'd meditate and it also makes a great spare bedroom. So that's an idea as well. And one night every week you can go in there and sleep by yourself because your aura is really, really crucial to be cleared out from other people's energy. And if you're a projector, a manifester, or a reflector, and you are sleeping next to a generator, your sacral is still going to be absorbing all of their life force energy and amplifying it. You need time to clear that out. So having time to yourself to yourself to sleep by yourself see if you can create this in your life and just explain to them like hey there's this thing called human design I've got this open sacral you've got a defined sacral I need some time to sleep by myself blah 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 um and if they think you're weird cool you probably are just like me and that's great 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 to be weird okay Projectors can experience something called burnout if you work long hours. So if you are someone that has some sort of nine to five type of job and you're like, Madeline, I can't just not work long hours. Um, I have to. Well, one, you're empowered. You can always make a different decision at any time that you want. I don't mean this to sound like it's coming from a place of um, privilege on my part. I know that there's always going to be hoops to go through, but there's always possibilities of creating your own thing and creating a lifestyle where you don't have to work that many hours. Whether you build your own business or you look into other kinds of jobs like being a virtual assistant where you can set your own hours and work for someone else. And again, that being a virtual assistant fuels into recognizing the brilliance and beauty of others. So that would be great. Maybe you can take some sort of leave to just restore and cleanse yourself, a retreat, Maybe if you cannot do any of those things or you're not in a place where you can back out of some hours at your work, try to integrate more nap times for real, more resting, the time that you go home, set a sacred space for that time where you can relax and unwind and really tune into what's lighting you up, read books, enjoy yourself, clear your space around you so your aura can get cleaned out, meaning sleep by yourself a few times. There are still a few ways if you have this nine to five kind of job and lifestyle that you can get away, you can separate and distance yourself from that go, go, go energy. But the first part is just having awareness. Simply having awareness that that is not how you were made to be is really helpful for anyone working in nine to five. So you know that you are not crazy if you are exhausted and also anyone building a business right now and you can't keep up with this hustle energy. Also know if you are a manifester or a projector or a reflector, this is why you are not made to be working like a generator, long hours and hustling. You can't. And if you do for a while, you may burn out and be exhausted and no longer be able to keep up and you may be bitter and have resentment. So protect yourself from the start as best you can by slowing down waiting, waiting for the invitation, cooling it on trying to initiate things on your own and wait for people to ask you. So something that I do now, there's two things that I'm doing to live my design more. One of them is dating wise. I, you know, dating apps is like the thing everyone does now. I'm on dating apps. I'm not on Bumble though, because Bumble is all about reaching out first. 
So I'm not on Bumble. That's a no-go. I am on Hinge, which is another dating app for everyone that's married and has no idea what these are. Um, with Bumble, the women always reach out first. That's what I was talking about. But with Hinge, um, it can be either one reaches out first, and I still do not reach out first. That's my rule. Even the other day, I was this really cute guy, and I was like, oh, I want to reach out. I want to reach out. I want to reach out. I want to say hi. And then I just remembered, no, like if this is something that if this is a connection that I'm meant to make, he will feel that and he will reach out first. I waited two days and he reached out to me um, eventually and it felt really good to be able to respond to that. So waiting is a challenge, especially if you're taught your entire life to go after everything you want. The other thing that I am doing for waiting is I am tuning in more to what everyone who listens to this show or follows me on Instagram is asking for. So your questions, what you ask me, that's why I mentioned in a podcast recently about my musings. If you have a musing, send it to me because that's what I'll be talking about more. I want to hear more from you, what you want me to talk about, because that to me is an invitation. So I'm inviting you to invite me. So, but in, in the, at the end of the day, when people say, hey, Madeline, I, I want you to talk about X, Y, Z. What's really happening is they are recognizing me as a trusted source to talk about X, Y, Z. So they're recognizing me. And by me being recognized, I'm not going to be in my not self theme of bitterness. I'm going to feel really happy. I'm going to feel really good because I'm being recognized. I'm going to feel seen and recognized is like a really amazing feeling for projectors and Leos. Oh my goodness. I'm everything about that. All right. Is there anything else that I want to mention about um, projectors? That's it for now. My plan is to go deeper into each one of these in another podcast, but this one's getting pretty long. So let's go head on over to reflectors. Oh, reflectors are so fascinating and they are less than 1% of the population. Surprisingly, I have quite a few reflectors who follow me on Instagram. So if you're a reflector, whoop, whoop, you are super special. So reflectors magnify and reflect the world around us. So the health of a reflector is a reflection of the health of the world because a reflector is completely open. 100%. A reflector, when you look at your chart, everything is white. Everything is white. And that means that in every aspect of your body and your being and your spirit, you are taking in energy from the world and you're amplifying it. The state of a reflector shows us the state of our environment, our society, our relationships. If a reflector is feeling very sick, it could be that this reflector was spending a lot of time with people who were sick either energetically or mentally or emotionally, physically. And that energy was absorbed by this reflector and it brought down their own energy. So reflectors, it's incredibly valuable for you to also clear your aura space, sleeping time, um, spending time sleeping by yourself because you have so many open centers that you need to protect and get back in touch with your own center and your own energy, um, the baseline of your spirit. You are a, an amazing channel. The thing that's the most interesting about a reflector is that for other signs, you have different ways to feel into your decision making, right? So generators, uh-huh, uh-uh, 
they have to wait for the uh, wait to respond projectors wait for the invitation depending on if the projector is an emotional authority or a splenic authority their decision making is different we'll get into those later but all reflectors have a 29 day moon based cycle so any big decisions like we were talking about earlier with where to move to to enter a relationship to take that job offer those big things in life reflectors need to wait a full 29 day moon based cycle to know what their answer is so i'm an emotional authority projector for me it takes me about 24 hours so as an emotional authority projector if i feel really good my answer might be yes if i feel really bad my answer might be no and so to save myself from making decisions only based off of how i feel in that moment i need to wait 24 hours to clear out the good mood the bad mood the good mood the bad mood and just kind of find my own baseline and that will help me know if I'm really a yes or a no to hanging out with this person or whatever it may be. And for a reflector, they need that entire moon cycle because they are moon beings. That's what they're called is moon beings. And oftentimes you will see reflectors have round faces like moons. They might have like this very round face that looks like the shape of a moon, which is really unique because they're lunar beings. They're really emotional. They feel a lot of things. They're experiencing a lot of what the world is experiencing. If anyone knows Jordan Younger of The Balance Blonde, she's been on the show twice. She has her own podcast now. I believe it's called Soul on Fire. She's an amazing being. She is a reflector and I haven't been completely keeping up with everything she's been going through, but I know that she got Lyme disease and she broke out in hives and she has all this stuff going on. She's really having to protect her energy right now and only hang out with her close group of friends because of the sensitivity that her body has right now. And it's a really serious state that she's got to protect her sacred space. And she's super into human design. It's fascinating because... I'm assuming they've talked about this, but most likely she got her Lyme disease and she got she's getting these hives because she's feeling so deeply the state of the world. And when the world is in turmoil and the health of the world is going down, that's what was happening to her body. And her body was also crying to slow down because she, was, she does so much. So as a reflector, her body was crying, please, let's go inward. Let's take a break from the hustle. Let's relax. Let's nourish our bodies and slow down. Which, isn't it funny, is exactly what the world is asking for right now. Let's slow down. Let's calm ourselves. Let's be in a, a state of ease. So if you're a reflector and everything is open and you look in your own, your own health Ask yourself, do you feel like your health is a reflection of your environment? It might not feel like it's the state of the entire world, but do you feel like you are experiencing what your own environment is like? Do you feel like your body is on the verge of toxicity often? And do you look at your friendships and your relationships and do they feel pretty toxic? Do you feel like your body is pretty burned out because you're always going, 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 and you're also in a work environment that's always going, going, going? Those are things to keep in mind. Rest is crucial for you. And I would also say, because you are a lunar being, get familiar with the phases of the moon. 
Listen to the podcast that I did with Ezzy Spencer. I will make sure I put that in the show notes to this about uh, moon cycles and tracking the moon. Having some sort of 29-day moon cycle calendar where you touch base with your emotions every single day is such a powerful tool for you. You beautiful lunar being you because you are very different. You are very special. And the way that you process your emotions and come to a decision is going to take so much longer than it takes for everybody else. Okay, it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to get on Instagram and see how other people are making their decisions of I'm spontaneously deciding to travel the world. Don't let yourself get frustrated or disappointed that you're not doing that because they're doing that. You're not made to do that. If you still want to do that in 29 days, you'll know, but give yourself that time to ease into all the decisions that you need to be making that are on the bigger side of things. Again, not the grocery store, not going out with friends, but the bigger things that typically people take time to feel into, those are the ones you want to be taking plenty of time to feel into. Okay, well, that was your intro to human design types podcast episode i hope you have enjoyed this i am thoroughly exhausted being the projector that i am (laughs) and now i need to go lie down for a moment before i um get some sacral life force energy going at the gym go head on over to Instagram and let me know what you thought about this podcast episode. What are you? What type are you? And what resonated the most with you that you heard about your type? And what questions are coming up for you? And I know you probably have many, many, many questions. And I'm going to have to figure out how I balance my teachings on human design with everything else that I do because I am not intending to become human design everything, but I do think it's really interesting and fascinating and something that I want to bring more into my business. But don't worry, it won't be taking over everything. It'll be a sprinkle. Sprinkle when I feel like we need it. But that's it for now. I hope you've enjoyed this. I am looking forward to our podcast episode next week. It's a really good one. Let me know what your questions are, your comments, your thoughts. If you loved this, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. We'd love that. And I'll see you next week. Bye.